Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. I'm Howard Feldman. Good morning, United Nations Special Rapporteur. I've never really understood what that is, but on a Palestinian territories, a Francesca Albanese has denied that the Hamas massacre of over 1,200 people in southern Israel on October the 7th was anti-Semitic. She denied that on a Saturday, blamed the state of Israel for the massacre of its citizens. We shouldn't be shocked. It's not the first time that uh, we have heard these types of utterings from her and and uh, it probably won't be the last. Heath Sloan, a Krauthammer Fellow and a member of the Executive Council of Australian Juries Advocacy and Leadership Corp. A very good morning. Thanks for uh, joining us once again. How are you doing? Good morning, Howard. Thanks for having me again on the show. So t- first of all, are we surprised by the statement? Well, sadly not. Um, and fortunately, Francesca Albanese has a phone book worth long flirtation with anti-Semitism. A, a quick run through. She's fond of using the anti-Semitic trope of uh, the, quote, Jewish lobby being behind things she mm. doesn't like. Mm. Uh, she's condemned Israel for defending itself against Hamas and even claims that Israel doesn't have a right to defend itself. Um, Her social media for years has been replete with one-sided condemnations, fake news aimed at vilifying Israel. And in the last two, three months, she's gone into overdrive defending UNIWA against the huge quantities of incontrovertible evidence of the UN's complicity in supporting and perpetuating Hamas's rule and terrorist activity in Gaza. So the fact that she would then come out and make comments that are uh, challenging French President Emmanuel Macron for referring to October 7 as the largest anti-Semitic massacre in history and trying to uh, you know, explain away the Jewish connection is sadly hardly surprising given her track record. Mm. She's been challenged a number of times. Is there any, has, has anything stuck along the way? You know, unfortunately, um, the, these sort of roles, these special rapporteur roles, it's very hard to um, have somebody willfully leave that position despite having had a lot of mud stick over the years. Um, and I think what's particularly pernicious is that um, she likes to tack on lines onto her social media content saying things like, oh, but my thoughts are with the victims or, oh, my respects to the victims, as if that somehow makes the mm, preceding mm. comments um, any better. And interestingly, she's uh, opportunistically published a book since October 7, which currently is only in Italian, where she's co-opted the famous uh, Dreyfus Affair line, j'accuse. So <laughs> even mm, in mm. her, um, as the title of her book... Absolutely. So even now, at the heat of this particular moment, she's almost uh, sticking a middle finger up to her critics, um, which is neither welcome nor in good taste. It's the obviously with the discovery. Well, first of all, with the revelations about the number of UNRWA employees who were yes. are involved with Hamas have been involved with terror attacks and holding of hostages. Now, the discovery or the announcement rather of the uh, Hamas nerve center underneath UNRWA's headquarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is likely to happen? Well, first and foremost, I think it's important we characterize this as clearly a willful sin of trivialization. Um, Frances- Francesca Albanese, uh, UNRWA, 
they're not interested in the truth here. Uh, in the face of photos, videos, drone footage, scans, anything you can throw their way, they're still going to turn around and condemn Israel for defending itself against Hamas, for its operations in Gaza. And even now, as we saw with this tweet by Albanese, downplay Hamas's activities and the Jewish connection to October 7. So I think it's unlikely that this evidence alone will be enough to tip the scales and see a large uh, change of personnel. Um, I think that certainly the steps that many governments, including my home country of Australia, have taken in, um, in, in suspending funding to UNRWA while these investigations are pending is the right move. However, I'd like to see them go the extra mile and defund the uh, the UN's organ <laughs> altogether. Um, but perhaps that's a, a discussion for another day. Um, at the same time, though, it, even if Howard, even if Francesca Albanese mm. were to mm. vacate her role, even if these countries were to defund UNRWA, there's still an inherent bias at the UN in various organs and committees against Israel. And so it's a much bigger piece than simply this. Unfortunately, the UNRWA revelations that have come out, especially in the last 72 hours, have been extremely damning. But it's also unlikely that this was new information, right? To anybody. A, a mm. to, to anybody, especially the UN. I mean, I'm sorry, but when my power bill is up by a few pounds, I tend to notice. Can you imagine having a whole data center under your own offices and HQ? I mean, surely that, surely somebody has noticed the huge draw in electricity or well, the well, people even coming the, in and out. The defense, the way in which they defended it uh, is a clear confirmation. They said, well, they haven't inspected the area since September, the 20, uh, September 2023. So it might have been developed and built after that, uh, which was the, the, the implication. It, that is an absurdity. I mean, there's no way you Absolutely. can't you, you can't get someone to come and paint your windows in that amount of time, <laughs> let alone develop a, a nerve. And why would you have needed to go underground? If UNRWA had vacated because of the, uh, the war, then all they needed to do was use their offices above the ground. The whole thing was absurd and, and does speak Certainly. to their guilt. Oh, absolutely. But unfortunately, in this era, we're dealing with people who are more concerned about the narrative than the facts, because at the end of the day, um, you know, the, these, this particular organ of the UN has been so invested in its activities in Gaza in being in cahoots with Hamas that um, there is zero chance, I think, that they're likely to admit to any culpability anytime soon. Um, and really, I think for a long time, uh, UNRWA and others have mm. relied on plausible deniability here. But the operative word there is plausible. I don't think there's anything plausible in denying that no, there are no tunnels running through your impossible. buildings underneath. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, if we could just circle back to yes. um, Albanese. And I, keep, I keep moving you away from that and I apologize. No, These are great that. topics. Thank you for asking. But one yeah. thing I, I came across when I was um, thinking about today's interview is the founder of Hamas, Ahmed Yassin, mm -hmm. the founder himself coined the term Kaiba Kaiba Ya Yahud Jesh Muhammad Saaf Yaud, Kaiba Kaiba, O oh Jews, the army of Muhammad will return, which refers to a, uh, a massacre of, of Jews by uh, followers of Muhammad early in um, the expansion of Islam. So when we have the very founder of Hamas being extremely fond of 
virulently anti-Semitic slogans for his own organization, I think it's very telling that Francesca Albanese would then interject herself to try to downplay the anti-Semitic nature of Hamas's attacks on October 7. I mean, Hamas knows this, as do Israelis, as does the Jewish diaspora, that Hamas's invasion and massacre on October 7 was anti-Semitic to its core and its motivations, Absolutely. its activities, and the rhetoric of the people who committed it and, or, and orchestrated the attacks. But for some reason, Albanese seems to think she knows better than all of them. And I find that proposition highly untenable. It is absolutely, and unfortunately, it's all we have time for. I do apologize for today's technical issues that made us run a little bit late with some of our interviews, but uh, Heath Sloan, a Krauthammer Fellow, member of the Executive Council of Australian Juries Advocacy, 